hope to be a Minister for Health that makes that real difference for people. Things will be done better if we're given the opportunity to do it because we're serious about making sure the patients have better quality care. The reason why I want to be Minister for Health is because I actually want to be the Minister that can actually really transform healthcare and to prove to people that this notion that healthcare can't be changed and I don't believe it can be done overnight and I'm not going to pretend to to people that all of the waiting lists and all of the challenges in healthcare will disappear but I would hope that they will see a minister that is energetic uh, but also has empathy and understands you know the need of a patient and I just want to give an example of what I mean by that when my mum got very sick and uh, she was brought to the hospital in Waterford and I knew she was sick for some time as in she was feeling sick but I had no idea what she had and she went to the emergency department in, in Waterford and she was examined. Uh, she, we, we, we had to talk, obviously, the doctors through the symptoms that she had. And uh, the doctors were discharging her and told her that she would have to get a, a scope. Uh, and that would take some time. And they would come back to her. It could take months. And I remember there was a nurse that was on duty that had, knew the family and, and pulled us aside and said, go and get that done privately because uh, I don't like what I'm hearing in terms of the symptoms. And we did. And the family paid for, for the scope to be done in, in the private clinic. Um, she was seen within one week um, and then diagnosed with cancer. And a year later had passed away. And, you know, I can't imagine for a second if I was Minister for Health that I could stand over that. And, and I've had, by the way, similar experiences of people who came into my constituency office and told me the same story. So you have to be shaped by that. You know, you, you can't not, if you're a Minister for Health, have that experience and say, I'm going to tolerate a situation where people are being told they wait months if they're a public patient. But if they're a private patient, you can be seen in a week and get faster, quicker, better healthcare. Surely, in a society uh, that values citizens, uh, that you want as best you can, there will always be private healthcare but that the, the role of the state is not to prop up the private healthcare system, which we do through huge amounts of money and, and investment and outsourcing, to use that investment and, and to use the resources of the state to create more equitable health services. And that experience with my mum is something that will always stay with me and something that I will take into the job of as Minister for Health, that I will make sure as best I can that all of that capacity in terms of diagnostics is put in so that other families don't have to make those choices because I, I know that there are others who simply wouldn't have had the, the money to go and get the private treatment. I'm from Dodesia, I'm from Waterford City. I was born into uh, a family of four children, uh, so I have two brothers, one sister. We lived in a, a very working class housing estate, something I'm proud of. Um, I said to my mum just before she died, one of the last things I said to her was that we, we had nothing but we had everything. And my mum and dad worked really hard. You know, my dad was uh, in manual labour. He was very good with his hands. He could, he could do anything. He still is, uh, and he's still very active and still kind of works, even though he's a, a pensioner, he just can't give it up. Um, and my mum always worked as well and provided for us, but there wasn't huge amounts of money. Uh, there was a lot of hardship that we possibly didn't see. But what I meant by everything is we had the love, obviously, of our parents, and then we had a very strong family bond with very close family. So my mum had six sisters. Uh, most of them lived very close to us. We had lots of cousins. And life was simpler in many ways, I think, for, for children growing up. But I know from talking to my mum that 
that kind of community bond, community spirit in the housing estate that we lived in. Uh, I still remember like having to go over to, say, a neighbour's house to get butter or to get bread or to get milk and vice versa. That was common back then. There was a lot of sharing. Whatever people had, they shared, uh, even amongst and within the housing estate I lived in. Um, but it was a difficult period. It was obviously mass unemployment then. Um, my dad was fortunate that he was obviously very good with his hands, so he, there was always work there somewhere. Uh, but there wasn't a huge amount of, of money, um, and I knew things were tight. Um, but we still had everything that we needed. I can never forget where I came from. Um, I'm very proud of the fact that the housing estate I was born into, which is Ballybeg, it is the biggest working class housing estate in Waterford. I'm immensely proud of, of the fact that I, I lived in that estate for as long as I did, that I made the friends that I did, that I went to the school that, that I did, and all of those relationships and friendships are still there. I think everybody's politics is shaped by their experience and where they come from, uh, certainly most people. So my politics was shaped from uh, my own upbringing. Uh, my parents would have been not political, so we wouldn't have had political discussions, but I knew they voted for left-wing uh, candidates and I wouldn't have known what left wing was at the time. When it came to elections my, my mum who would have came from a very Fianna Fáil family and that are, my, my grandparents on my mum's side were staunch Fianna Fáil um, at the time. Uh, they changed in later years but were staunch Fianna Fáil but my mum would have always voted for someone who was doing work on the ground. And my politics was shaped somewhat from that um, and uh, seeing what was happening around me. I think when I got that bit older, when I was 14 or 15 and 16 and you're applying for jobs and, and being told, you know, it might be difficult to get a job because of the housing estate that you live in and maybe that the opportunities that other people have you mightn't have because of where you came from uh, certainly got me to question a bit, well, why is that? And that definitely shaped my politics. So I had an interest in republicanism. I was watching what was happening in the North. It was an evolving peace process. That was something that I, I was fascinated in. I was interested in how are we going to solve this problem? What's the solution? And I think for my generation, that's why we're involved in politics. Like our generation are involved in Sinn Féin, are involved in politics to build a peace and to build a future for everybody on the island of Ireland. That's what motivates and drives us now. And that's what motivated me when I was watching politics at that early age. I do get emotional at times when I, when I think about my kids. I think parents generally worry about their children. And uh, for me, that's why it's really important when I see children, for example, with scoliosis, children with spina bifida not getting access to care. It's just heartbreaking. You know, when, when you see children with disabilities not getting access to services and therapies, um, I think of my own two children. So I know as a parent that I would do anything for my child. Every parent would. You would walk through a wall for your child if you could. And I can't imagine for a second what it's like for a parent of a child with a disability who can't get access to uh, a service. And that's what motivates me in my politics as well. So, you know, when I talk about my kids and when I think about my kids and the feelings I have for them and wanting to do everything for them, that's something that I would imagine if I was the Minister for Health, I would have to take into the job as well and make it a priority that it's not acceptable. When I saw a young girl called Brianna uh, from Kilkenny, who again her family had to take to the media to describe what happened to her. So she was a child with spina bifida. On two occasions, her surgeries were in, in place. And I would imagine it's a big psychological buildup for a child to be prepped for, for major surgery. And these are children now in real pain. 
on both occasions when, when she was actually in the hospital, her, her surgeries were cancelled. And on the second occasion, she left the hospital in tears in a wheelchair. Like, I think that's profoundly shocking. And there are reasons sometimes why these things happen. But the main reason why it's happened time and again in this area is because of lack of resources and lack of capacity and then broken promises by, by ministers. And likewise, we had young Cara Darmody uh, from Tipperary who was in a meeting with myself and Mary Lou MacDonald. She's a, a very young girl from Tipperary. She has two brothers with profound disabilities. And uh, she talked about children rotting on waiting lists, how early intervention passed her siblings, her brothers, uh, that politicians need to do more listening, that they need to understand and that they need to act. And, and I think that was a really powerful message. So I would hope that if I was Minister for Health, all of those life experiences that I have, um, all of the setbacks that I've had, all of the opportunities that I've had, uh, my upbringing, where I came from, the fact that I'm working class, the fact that I have two children, uh, the fact that I love my two children and the fact that I would walk through a wall for them, I would hope that I would walk through the same wall for any other child. So whether that's a child with disabilities or a child with spina bifida or scoliosis, um, I will move heaven and earth to make sure that we get this right and we put the capacity where it needs to be into the system to ensure that those children get the care that they need. And it's the reason why I went on the road for the last two years and went to Galway and went to Sligo and Donegal and uh, every county I could possibly get to to talk to people is to listen and to understand what the problems are. So I think I have a fair sense and as good a sense as anybody in the healthcare system, what's wrong in our hospitals, what's wrong in our emergency departments. And I know that what's wrong in our emergency departments isn't just a symptom of what's wrong in the actual hospital. It's what's happening in primary care, access to GP services, especially out of error services not being available, out of error pharmacy services, people not being cared for in the home because they can't get home helps. Uh, people who can't get step-down convalescence beds, people with chronic conditions who should be cared for in the community. If you don't so sort all of those problems out, if someone can't get access to home care, if somebody can't get access to a GP late at night, they'll go to an emergency department. So you really have to understand, you know, get under the bonnet of what the problem is and then have a plan. And that's what I've done. I've spent the last two years um, planning. So, so while I have that empathy and while I always have an ear to the human consequence of what's wrong in our health service. That's what has to drive you on, you know, and your own experience from your own family, but also seeing those children, for example, with disabilities or scoliosis or spina bifida, an older person on a hospital trolley for nine days. When you hear that, you have to be motivated to say that's not good enough. And we know things can be done better. Things will be done better if we're given the opportunity to do it. And that's that's the energy and I hope that the determination that I want to bring if if we're fortunate enough to get uh, the the votes from the electors and, and they put our, their confidence in us that we can make that change um, I hope to be a Minister for Health that makes that real difference for people. I want to put a focus on children and children's health. Uh, for me that is vital. I want to sort out the problems in emergency departments that means putting the investments into our hospitals. So undoubtedly some hospitals need hospital beds, surgical theatre capacity. Uh, they need more diagnostic capacity to deal with that problem that people are waiting too long for a diagnosis. We have a plan and we've set out what we would do uh, in last year's budget and we'll set it out in a manifesto when an election comes exactly what all of that will mean. 
But the substance of it is that we need to put the capacity into the hospitals, but we also need to understand uh, that community care, uh, making sure that people can be cared for closer to the home, that home care is provided for people are all big priorities. And then I think the big challenge that many people would say to me is, isn't it too big? And how in God's name are you going to sort out all of these problems at the same time? And, and look at all of the scandals. There's no accountability. Accountability in healthcare is going to have to be a big, big part of what we do as well. I have to be accountable if I was minister. Those who are managing the health services have to be accountable. And I think we have to change the culture of how the HSE operates and how at a senior level that's done as well. And that's not a bad thing. You know, I think that change has to be embraced because it has to be about outputs, it has to be about delivery, it has to be about action. I think what frustrates people more than anything is when politicians talk and talk and talk and then they don't deliver. So what we need to do very quickly, over six months or over five years if we get a full term in government, is to actually start doing a lot of what we want to do. And for me in healthcare it's about capacity, in our hospitals, community care, it's about valuing those who work in the healthcare system, getting them to come back, sending the signals out very, very clearly. We're serious here about building an Irish National Health Service. This isn't rhetoric. We're serious about it because we're serious about making sure the patients have better access and better quality care. Uh, and I think that energy, but also the delivery and the pace of it is going to be really important. And I want to, obviously want to get as much as I can done as quickly as I can. I have admiration for everybody that works in the healthcare system. For me, it's the nurse... Uh, that goes into work every day and has to deal with a busy ward. They're the people that we have to take inspiration from. It's also all of those people who advocate for better healthcare. So I deal with patient groups. And in my own constituency in Waterford, for example, there were people who stepped forward, ordinary people who stepped forward to lead healthcare campaigns, demanding better healthcare services. We see it in Navin, we see it in, in many areas. It's always ordinary people and do extraordinary things who just step up uh, and demand better, better healthcare. I take inspiration from lots of people. I admire everybody who works in the healthcare system. Um, I know it's a really difficult job, but the inspiration ha for me has to come from those who are working on the front line. It's that nurse or doctor uh, or healthcare assistant that's working in a very busy ward in very difficult circumstances. And you also have to draw inspiration from those people who uh, inspire others in healthcare by campaigning for better healthcare.